Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Well, this might be a good episode for our mid-year check-in. Feeling flustered? Let's just call it feeling flustered. Yep. That's it. It's mid-year check-in. Feeling flustered. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Okay, yes. Hello. It is the mid-year check-in, episode 50. What a year it has been. I know. It felt like a mid-year check-in was due. I think it's probably due every year, but this year especially, it's it's needed for us to just take the pulse of our business. Agreed. <laughs> Do you not want to take the pulse today? <laughs> no, I mean, I checked my numbers and everything, like preparing for this episode, and I yeah. was surprised that it's fairly on track, but it's like it all happened very unbalanced. Like instead of it just being right. steady... You know, it was like nothing, nothing, a lot, a lot, a lot, and nothing and a Mm -hmm. lot. And yep. So I wasn't really sure even like what to expect when I was checking my numbers, but it seems to be going okay. Yeah. Uh, It's saying, not saying, all at once it's happening, but I looked at quarter one and quarter two in comparison with previous years. The last four years, my quarter two has been the biggest one across the every all four years. Yeah. And this year, quarter two, obviously was like nothing, like nothing happened in quarter two. I mean, there's only so much catch up, I think is going to happen in quarter three for me. So like I had 10 transactions this year, quarter one, quarter two, where in the last few years, that would have been, I would have had 10 or more in quarter two. Mm -hmm. So it's just last year I had 16 transactions in that same time frame. So I'm six behind. Right. And um, when you're talking about 30 total, six behind is a lot. Right. And then I have a good bit pending right now, but I had to readjust my goal. Like I, it wasn't realistic anymore for me to try to do more than last year. I would like to now just match last year. So last year's yeah. 30. If I get 30 again, I think that's a success. Sure. So why do you feel like a mid-year check-in, regardless of if it's been like a year like this or not, why do you feel like that's important? I think that we set our goals on January 1, and then we just hit the ground running. And then if mid-year comes and you're far off, like let's say you set a goal of 50 and you're only at 10, well, it's not realistic that you're going to get... So you basically write off the whole year and you're like, well, I'm never going to hit this goal Goals are out the window and it doesn't make any logical sense not to reset that. Like if you were on a diet and you had a goal and you got off the rails a little, you people reset every Monday, right? Right. If you're never going to check it until January 1 again, your goals are not, you're going to stop doing them altogether because it's not going to be a system that's working for you. So I think Mm -hmm. that 
you have to check it. Really, you should check it every quarter. And even more, you should check it every month and be like, okay, I had two closings. I needed to have three a month if I'm going to get to my goal of 36. Now, it's a little more difficult in real estate because you have to think about it seasonally and cyclically. So obviously, you're not going to have three every single month if your goal is 36. But hopefully, you're pretty close or it's shaken out like that. Um, There is a book called The 12 Week Year, I believe, that I've been wanting to read. And it's about this premise that you should check your business and your goals and everything every 12 weeks. So you should set goals on a 12 week like time frame. And then at the end of 12 weeks, you check it and you do the next 12 weeks. You don't do the whole year. Yeah. I mean, I know there's so many realtors realtors out there that don't have a clear goal in mind and they don't have a budget and they aren't really planning. They're just kind of winging it. And as long as you're winging it, that's all you're ever going to really be doing. Yeah. And I feel like that's why it's so important to evaluate like, what are my goals? But not only that, I mean, it's one thing to look at the numbers. Okay. Yeah. But to ask yourself like, is what I'm doing on a daily basis consistent with what my goals are? Yeah. And it's really just a time to hold yourself accountable and say, where could I have done better? Do I feel like what I'm doing during the day is helping me achieve my work goals? And just taking a time to really evaluate yourself and what you're doing. Yeah. If you had to think about it too, by the middle of the year, especially in real estate, you're super busy. You're probably the busiest you've been all year. So if you are too busy to even go back and check and say, have I talked to my database lately? Like, have I done these things that I set out in the beginning of the year to do? Like, it's time to come back and hold yourself accountable. I think mid-year, even though you're busy, you got to find a way to do that. Yeah. Well, I found some questions to ask yourself during your check-in. Okay. And I'm going to ask you. Oh, God, this is a lot of pressure. And you, you, you ask yourself, Hustle Humbly listeners. Yeah, Katie, ask along. <laughs> what do you feel like has gone well this year? Oh, good. Great. I made notes on this. Here are the things that I felt like had gone well. We have been consistent in recording the podcast. One of my goals at the beginning of the year was 52 episodes. So we haven't missed a week. We're, we're staying on track with the podcast. That's a big goal. The other one was my huge big win is that I actually finished Agent Systems 101. Like the course is done. It's been run through once with my beta people. I'll be able to release it again in 2020 in August. So like, it's a big deal that I actually like, I kept putting it on and it took a lot of extra work. So especially when um, transactions and the real estate got a little bit slower, it was actually probably not the best timing. I started it when it was super slow and I was able to get, and then all of the real estate started up again, but either way, like I powered through. So all of that off time in quarantine, I guess I built up my you know, stamina to like have a lot of work, but I got it done. And then, I mean, I now have like five, I think five or six pending transactions. So post COVID, like things are getting back together. And I think that's a win. So regardless of where the numbers are, I feel like I could still match what I did last year without some kind of crazy, you know, per month transaction goal. How about you? Um, I feel like I have done a good job with keeping things simple and keeping my boundaries in place because I know we preach about that a lot, but it doesn't mean it's something easy to do. I still get like anxiety and fear about like losing a client or like daycare has been closed so much. I mean, daycare is closed right now, even though 
we went back to school. Now it's closed again because somebody had a positive test. So they're closing right. for 14 days and I'm back in my closet, you know? Yeah, right. We're back and on we the had Zoom. this whole day planned, but I've, I just have not been scared to say, Hey guys, I'm home with a toddler. You're going to have to email me, you know, like right. I had a, um, I actually emailed an agent this morning asking for information. I asked one question on a listing. Two seconds later, my phone rings. I don't know who it is, but I have my text message that says like, hey, I am away from my phone today. Email and text is the best way to reach me. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't answer whatever, whatever it says, you know, and then she texted me back and said, oh, I was just calling you back to answer your question on that house. (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, okay, thank you. Can you email it to me? And she's like, sure. And it was like a two word answer. So just sticking to my, my boundaries, boundaries. like if I don't have to answer the phone at this time, then I can call you back and, you know, just keeping things how I need them during this unique time. Um, I feel like it has been the most simple year I've ever had. Right. Like, you you know, I'm normally at all the networking (sighs) events and doing all the things and I I haven't, I haven't. You're very scheduled typically with social events and things with people. Yeah. I haven't had any of that. I've been working from home so much. And like, I do, I do. There's a lot of things about it. I really like, Like, I do miss some of the social aspects of, you know, what I usually do, but my business has not declined from it. And so finding new ways to just communicate with people, keep it simple to where I can just focus on the business, focus on the family and not have a bunch of other fluff, like distracting me. Yeah. Um, yep. It's just been really good. So yeah. even though it, there's been some like growing pains and things where I'm like, I don't know if I should tell people <laughs> that like my tie, have a toddler and she's home and they won't want to work with me. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's fine. It's, it's life, fine. You know, I, you're right. It's just life. You just got to go with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that yeah. was your win. What's next? Yeah. What do you feel like you are going to do differently the second half of the year? Oh, my word. What am I going to do differently the second half of the year? Hmm. What am I going to do? That's a great question. I don't. It is a good question. I do know. I know exactly what. I feel like, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm really proud of my social media. I put a lot of time into it. I feel like I post very regularly. And then I feel like I really fell off. And I don't know if that was just like, mental with, you know, quarantine or like what was going on, but I got kind of rusty and I feel like I've already been thinking in the last couple of weeks that that's something that I want to really be a little bit stronger with in the second part of this year. So I want to start giving more seller tips and agent tips and, you know, doing some, some more social media. So I'm going to try and focus there. I think I'm also going to get your favorite new, um, your new app. What do you have? Planoly? What are you putting them on? scheduling oh, your the stuff. scheduler. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's so many different ones out there. They're all good plan. What either way, I think I'm going to give that a go so that I don't miss them and still get all of it out there. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Um, I go through phases with my social media. Like sometimes I think it, I like to schedule things mm-hmm. only when I have had like a bunch of closings in one week because I don't yeah. want to post like closing, 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 like all in a row. Yeah. So then I use the scheduler to try to like spread it out, but also to not forget. <laughs> right. So that's the only time I really like use the scheduler, but I've just been like really evaluating my social media and like, you know, that I always feel like I'm supposed to be doing that, but it's just not really my thing. You don't have to and, do it. Um, 
I know, but like as the podcast has grown and like as like new people follow me, I'm almost I feel like I should have a disclaimer that's like this isn't fancy and there's nothing <laughs> um nothing to see here really. It's just, there's you know, move normal day-to-day thing. Nothing to see here. That's what normal they want to see. Normal day things. They if you're coming see it. for like inspiration or like whatever long posts to read about like you're at the wrong place but you're welcome to come you're welcome to come be here but again I I think I'm good with just like letting that go and realizing like for me personally it's not a part of my business it's not a part of my family so for for me the social media part isn't really helping me with my goals whereas like for you the social media aspect could help you with your goals with like your course and everything like that so just evaluating like why am I doing the things I'm doing? Yeah. Like, why do I feel like I need to like up my social media presence when that's to. never been? That's not what you're doing. You need to it's just not, go talk to I your do. database. That's not what you do. Um, I yeah. know what else I want to do. So I have all of these like old folders of, or like even old emails of past like leads. I want to actually in the second half this year, follow up with these people and then remove them. If they're not, if they're not in the mood to work with me and that's not going to work out, I need to just like clean house. Like I'm starting to get rid of all these, like, you know, you go take a class and I would keep the paper for, I'm sure you wouldn't, but I keep the paper for a while. I'm like, I'm going to go back and reread these notes. I'm not, it's not going to happen. It's time to like clean it out. So my office is getting to be the cleanest it's ever been. And I think that was quarantine related. So I want to keep that going. I want to feel that when I'm organized, I feel more productive and I'm more likely to get, you know, just to the simple, like, what do I actually need to do? Who do I actually need to follow up with? Like, I don't want to keep all of this baggage. That's what I've got. I've got a lot of lead baggage. So I'm, I'm happy to maybe like get rid of that. I had a lender reach out to me this week and um, it was a local lender and they weren't asking me to send them business, but I know how this works, you know? And he was like, <laughs> Hey, Alyssa, um, I, I know that you do a lot of business and I feel like we're very like-minded. I'm thinking that's interesting because I don't know you. Right. But um, I have like five to eight leads a week that I need to give to an agent. And I'm like, no, no, not the business I want. Like, nope. this is just not going to be for me. And yeah. um, I told him, I was like, I appreciate it. But like, my goal is repeat and referrals. This does yeah. not fall into my goal. So I had to say no, because it would not be productive to what my goals are. Right. It doesn't make sense. Hmm. Interesting. And you, what do you think was the, do you think that was true or he just wanted you to use him? Like what was, I do think that he meant he, the email was longer explaining how he gets these leads. Yeah. You know, a lot of them, he's like paying for some online stuff. And again, like where I'm at today, I don't have time for that. And I would just feel like, it was a waste and like I yeah. wasn't doing a good job if that yeah. was the goal. I hear you. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think we have to be more like hold firm to what our actual goals are. Like how do we run around? What are our business rules? I think it's a great time to double check what your business rules are. Are you following your yeah. own rules? Right. Okay. What's next? Okay. Next is what do you feel like you could do to make your job easier for the next qu- next quarter or half of the year? Okay. I like this one. Simplify. I think that, like I said, remove the leads. Here's a great example. So I just switched brokers and I had 6,000 leads in my website at my Remax office. Many of them I had paid for, you know, back 2006, seven, eight, like I've been paying for leads early on. 
So I had all these people in my database, all these people. These are not like my database, my referral database, like people I would send a Christmas card to. They were just floating around in my website. And I would feel like, oh, I don't want to let these go. And I need to follow up with these people or I need to find time or maybe I need a buyer's agent to go and like look at the website and figure out who's doing what and try and turn these people. And then I'm like, this is crazy. I don't, I'm not going to follow up with them. I don't have time for it. I would work with the ones that rose their hand, which was maybe one a year. It's not like it was doing anything for me, but I felt like I was so tied to those 6,000 leads. Yeah, it's a lot to think about giving away. And I had to let them go. And I feel like this to-do list that I had that I was never completing is gone now. So I just think simplifying like who I'm following up with, simplifying processes, emptying out all these old leads, like actually being more selective in who I follow up with because that's what I need to do and it's going to work or like calling my good referrers as opposed to, you know, feeling underneath the baggage of all these old, not so good leads. So that's what I'm going to do. So literally this morning I emailed my Dave Ramsey rep because you know, I am a Dave Ramsey endorsed Mm -hmm. realtor for the Baton Rouge area. Yeah. And lately I've been getting a lot of a lot of leads that I have to like just filter through and Mm -hmm. qualify and figure out, but I don't know what's been going on, but I know that he just let go of a bunch of agents. So I'm getting more like a bunch, a bunch. And it's, it's taking up a lot of time. I emailed him this morning and said, Hey, I need a two week break. I don't want any more leads. Can you put me on vacation mode? So I don't receive any more because I need to actually use what I like the ones that I have. Yeah. I need to make some conversions yeah. before I can even right. take any more. Because well, otherwise not I'm not about, doing a good job. Right. It's not just about adding up bodies. And I know this isn't really no. about mid-year check-in, but it's a life, like a, a work check-in. When yeah. people ask me, where do you get leads? How do you get leads? The word leads just... I, I, I don't know. Like something about it bothers me because it's not, what it's, for a, sure. yeah, it's not what it's about. Like, you know, cause we're not focused on where we're going to get your next lead. We're focused on how do you nurture your current relationships and what are those yep. relationships? Yeah. They'll bring you eventually a referral. Maybe I don't even think I would call that a lead. A lead means you may or may not convert it. Like you may or may not turn those people, but I think we're both bogged down in that mindset It's exactly what you just said and exactly what I've been holding on to. 6,000 random email addresses in a database or your complete onslaught of Dave Ramsey leads, like it's their leads. They're not your people. And it doesn't mean you can't turn them. And it doesn't mean that can't be a part of your business, but it's not part of our business. So it doesn't make any sense for us to feel they're taking up time or space in my brain or whatever it is that I need to like, we need to let it go. So I think. That's well, it's really good... easy for your priorities to get out of whack. And for at sure. some point you have to say, what is more important? Is it more important for me to post five times on Instagram a day to get more followers? Or is it more important to take care of my business first? Because yeah. you can do both, but yeah. there is one that's more important than the other. Yeah, And it needs sure. to take priority. Yeah, I agree. Hello, friends. We are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes. Listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like, this is so professional, or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, Your clients are actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. 
Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. <laughs> I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is gonna make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just yeah. use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're gonna enjoy them you're gonna love them you're gonna, it's gonna love change it. your life literally fired <laughs> my assistant they are the best okay, enjoy the template yes enjoy what's our next question on your check-in question list um what do you feel that you could do in the next half of the year to be more helpful to your clients oh my gosh no. Um, that is really interesting. And it wasn't because I was thinking about this episode, but I was thinking earlier, you know, when I was in the shower and getting dressed, like, cause I want to do all my good thinking. Um, I want to be better at the follow-up post-closing. Like, Hey, did you do your homestead exemption? Hey, did you remember to put your name on the termite and like a uh, contract? Like, Hey, here are some good tips that now that you're a homeowner, like I feel like I've had a lot of first time buyers this year and that's why it's yeah. like really ringing with me. But I'm like, why I need to, I need to be better than just the thank you note and put you on an email campaign or whatever it is, which I don't even do anymore, but I want to actually ch reach out. I want to be better at reaching out. Like I have a list of all these past clients that have babies this year. I'm like, I want to send them a book. Like I want to actually do a better job of reaching out to my past clients. So one of my clients, I have the how I have the listing. She was a client. Well, she was always been a really good friend, but when I was new, she did not use me to buy her house. Okay. And I was had my feelings hurt, kinda, but you know, whatever. And she was like, "Well, my realtor like sends us a cake on our birthday." Holy smokes! And I was thinking to myself, "Whoa, that's like a big, big thing," you know? Yeah. Um, and I thought to myself, well, as a new agent, oh man, I really need to like step up my game. Um, right. Well, anyway, fast forward seven years and she calls me to list the house. And I was surprised because I can remember her telling me like, yes, we just have such a good relationship with our realtor. Mm -hmm. So anyways, it went really well. The listing interview, I listed the house, they're buying another one. And she at the inspection said, Alyssa, you're not going to believe this, but my previous realtor messaged me on Facebook. What did she said, say? Well, I have mixed emotions about this, but I hope that you'll be excited in your next home. And so we, so my weird way client, to say it. I know. And so my client, because I remember all the things she said about this agent seven right. years ago. Mm -hmm. So I was surprised to even get the call. But when she was telling me about it at the home inspection, she goes, yeah, but I don't have a relationship with this person. I haven't talked to her since we moved in. Yeah. And it let me know that it doesn't matter how awesome you are during the transaction. Yeah. If they don't hear from you in seven years, they're not calling you. No, that's they're not just an automatic. Yeah. It's not an automatic. Oh my and gosh. And her exact words were, I don't have a relationship with her. Yeah. Meaning... I wouldn't even, you know, I don't, I wouldn't feel comfortable like calling her and, and say, cause she, she said, I'd probably start the conversation with remember me. Right. Like I don't. And that's the thing when they interview people who've bought a house, even three, four five years later, they ask them who their realtor was. And a lot of times they don't even know their name. And right. we're, we're so self-important. We think, well, surely everyone would remember me. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's crazy. We really think that. And it's just not the truth. And it's so, not the truth. 
And it doesn't mean you have to be in touch with every client you've ever had every month for the rest of your life. Nobody can do that. But there are things like that you need to make sure that, you know, they're getting your Christmas card and maybe a thank you note every now and then or friends with them on social media, just whatever you need to do to keep that relationship going. And you know what? I just made a video and put it in my group. Um, that was how to group your Facebook friends into a client list so that you can go through and look at just their posts. So when you go on social media, make it work for your actual business. You can go and comment and like, and you can put all those people in one feed, if you will, so that you're just seeing them. And it it helps you make those connections. Do we have any more questions on this check-in? Although I'm a little nervous. Yes. Okay. What do we got? What do you feel like you have learned the most this year? Oh my gosh. Um, I know. What have I learned the most? Like I'm trying to learn a lot of things. Like to give I feel myself like if grace. someone would have told me at the beginning of this year that you're going to have your kid home for like 19 weeks and right. you're still, I would have been like, that's impossible. Yeah. It's not possible. Yeah. I, and I just realizing do that it. it's possible. And yeah. also like, I'm not in this boat alone. Everybody's going through this. I know. Clients, other realtors, and just realizing that life goes on, business mm-hmm. goes on. And it also reminds m- reminds you that business is not the top of the pyramid. Yes, I would agree with that. I actually took off the entire 4th of July weekend. I didn't work. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Three days in a row. That's and awesome. I was like, you know what? It can be done. Like it can be done. So I think I've learned that you can choose your schedule and you can actually put some boundaries in place and maybe you can relax. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you actually can relax. Um, is there something holding you back from doing your best work right now? I don't think so. Is there something holding you back from doing your best work right now? I don't think so. No, I feel like. We're pretty, well, look, the podcast in and of itself and podcast therapy sort of keeps you on track, you know, like yeah. we're talking about this over and over again. These themes are repeating, talking about boundaries, talking about rules, talking about, you know, I think that I, we're, I'm probably doing better this year than any year before as far as mm-hmm. something holding me back. I think I'm good. I mean, oh, there's always room. So. I'm going to die. So I have a, I sent a referral to a um, agent in another city. Okay. That I'm friends with. And um, he listens to the podcast. We'll probably okay. have him on because he's a real estate commissioner for the state oh, right, of Louisiana. Right, yes. right. Well, one of, so I'm selling the house here. My buyers are buying house there and he's their buyer's okay. agent. And the house okay. they're buying there is contingent on this, my listing. And we're having yeah. issues with the buyer's financing over here. And it's just been very um, stressful. Oh my God. And I will be much better after Thursday when it all closes for real closes. because we've done like yeah. three extensions already. <gasps> oh my but, gosh. Um, at one point, I got like a very alarming message from the lender and I texted him and he called me out. And he's like, what are you so doing? hard being like you're texting about work and he was like I love when I could catch people that like you know go out practice what you preach I said I'm panicking this was urgent this was an emergency this was was an emergency oh my god But it was kind of it was kind of good to be called out though you're like you know I 
I have a constant in my back of my head. Like I'm constantly hearing the episodes and I'm like, oh no, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not doing what I said to do. I mean, no one is, that's where I've learned to give, be better at giving grace. No one is perfect. We never said that we were. Um, I think that's part of the charm of the show is that we're just trying like everyone else out there to figure it out and stay consistent and get it done. And um, I think that's hilarious that he called you out. Good for he him. Did. It was it was fine though. It's pretty good. That's hilarious. Um, okay, last question. What do you okay. feel like moving forward? I feel like these are kind of the same questions asked in different ways. So okay. just bear with us. Well, I think the point what of these you, questions is to make you think, right? They do. It makes you think. It yeah. really makes you evaluate. And that's what this is. Like yeah. the year is halfway gone. That's How what are you're going to finish. Right. Where Start are you? over if you need to. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. okay. What are you going to keep doing, stop doing, do more of, or do less of? Is there anything? Okay. Yes. All right. I was doing really well with my my daily working out. I don't know if you remember this, but in our goal episode at the end of last year, you were like joking and you made me write like write, run one mile. And so I like put it on my goal list. I, girl, I'm nowhere close to running a mile. I, I've actually fallen off on my exercise. So I did exercise again today. I mean, I had gotten to where I was six days a week and I was very consistent. And yeah, you were loving me. the workout. I, and I really do like them, but it's just like quarantine is a crutch and yeah. I'm over it. Like it cannot be the excuse for everything. It cannot be the excuse for why I don't want to like, I'm, I have time. I can do it. So I think I want to go back to doing that. So I got to do that. Keep doing it. What am I going to stop doing? Do you um, think that you're not doing it as much because it's hard to get up early because y'all don't really have anything to get to. Yeah, that's the problem. Our schedules are way off and my kids are staying up later, like till 10, 30. You know, it's like we're five months almost deep in summer life. Like I'm not getting up at 610 like I did whenever it was school. Like I'm not a morning person. So if I'm not forced to go somewhere, it's very difficult yeah. for me to get up early. And that's where all that time, what time is lost. do you normally get up right now like when you would work out. Well, I mean, when I was sending them to school, I was getting up at 6.10 and they were leaving at 7.10 and then I don't work really until nine. So I would have a huge chunk of time to work out, get dressed, clean the house, do all this stuff. That's the other thing. I'm a clutter makes me crazy person. And and my house has been in summer mode, like as far as kids having stuff out in, in disarray for so many months. And I just... I'm surprised I even managed to get anything done this year, quite honestly, because that really throws off like my mojo. It throws off my ability to think clearly. It throws off my ability to get like a to-do list done. So I'm trying to put the house back together a little bit. And I think, I think we're going to go to school in August. So maybe I just can't wait. I guess what I'm trying to say is I can't just wait for school to school isn't the answer. I can't just keep leaning on quarantine is the problem and right. my kids are at home is the problem. But also I've been spending more time with them and I think that's good. Yeah, of course. I feel like too, it's, I like how you're saying, you know, this quarantine cannot be the excuse for the year. And at yeah. some point you have to also look at it and be like, look at what I have done, even though all yeah. of this has been going on. You know, I've yeah. gotten, maybe you're shy of your goal, but look what you've managed to do. Because when you mm-hmm. made these goals in December, you had no idea this is what the year was going to yeah. look like. You were not prepared. And you still finished your course and you're got yeah. some pendings under your belt. Like there's, 
it is yeah. also a time to like celebrate like mid-year you made yeah. it halfway through right I didn't have look to quit at real what estate work <laughs> right. let's look at what's been accomplished mm-hmm. a lot of good things to celebrate too yeah for sure I think that yes okay what about you answer so what are you going to keep doing um what are- I think I am just going to like stop stressing as much over like Instagram and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Sometimes I get excited and like my creative brain comes out, which doesn't yeah. come out very often. Right. And it wants to do it, mm-hmm. but it's, it just, it burns out really quickly. Yeah. And well, I just need to be okay with the fact that I don't always have like great things and like not stress myself out about yeah. Posting or, you know, if there's new followers, instead of being like, oh my gosh, these people are like professionals and they have gorgeous Instagrams and right. I don't, they're coming to follow me and I don't really have anything, but. But that's um, just comparison and you got to like I let know. it go. I struggle so bad with comparison. I know. I, know. I, I feel like it's the biggest thing that, you know how we said like, what's something that keeps you from doing your best? Mm-hmm. that's always it. Like whatever, yeah. whatever it is, you know, it's like, I should be better at any time. Like a client asks a question before I can answer it. I'm like, Oh, Alyssa, you should have, you should have answered. You should have, that should have been in your template or you should have sent right. that out a day sooner or, Oh, I've had you know, that I'm a couple really times hard lately. I, I do the same thing. I've had two clients lately say, Oh, should I call and do the utilities? I'm like, dang it. I haven't sent out your week prior email yet. Like just give me a minute to do my job. And I'm like, this is dumb. Just tell them like, what's the big deal? And then I would just send the email and be done with it. But I think that I, I'm in agreement there. We're going to hold yeah. ourselves probably to too high of a standard most of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to talk about one other big win this year. And I want to talk about that. I think that, and this really has come out in this episode don't focus on the numbers that, I mean, if you're still feeling like you're struggling and you're just surviving, or you just don't know what's going to happen with your business, or if you're in a market that's busy or whatever, also be making goals that are more um, like, you know, about touching base with your clients, like talking to your database, make, you know, putting in your buyer your rules or whatever it is. Like, I think you should make some goals right now, mid year that are going to affect your business and aren't necessarily transaction based. But my big win this year, on January 1st, I started writing down my goals every morning when I woke up, and I still have not missed a day halfway through the year. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, I did have to change my transaction because I've got numbers, like, in my goals. So there's, you know, things like, uh, you know, having three family vacations. I've got all different kinds of goals. We've gone on one. I don't know what COVID might have messed me up on my three vacations. But... um. I had to adjust the transactions. It wasn't logical at some point. I'm like, well, this is dumb. I keep writing down this number and it's not going to happen. So I think I've adjusted and I'm going to adjust again after today. But I think that was a really nice, even if you're not going to write them down every day, I think now is a great time to just write down your goals for the rest of the year. Write them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like you're surviving or thriving? Are we on the line? I feel like that's what this year has been about for me. Like, where am I at? Am I surviving? Am I thriving? I was thriving until they closed daycare again. <laughs> Things were fine. I had like a great week planned and um, had all this time and a lot of free time in my schedule and that's gone this week. So I'm kind of back to survival mode a little bit. Yeah. But um, it's going well. So I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm thriving. Good. I like it. I feel the same way. I think that things are going well. And I hope everyone else feels that way too. Like they're trying to find mm-hmm. a good new normal because it's not normal. Sure. Mm-hmm. And write write down your goals. 
Okay. Anything else? That's all I really had. I think I just wanted to talk out the mid-year, see yeah. where, see how you were feeling hopeful and positive or distressed. And I'm hopeful and positive. I don't need to. I never feel like real estate is going to end. I mean, everyone has, re- we've talked about this before. There are reasons to move. There are people need a realtor. And, you know, maybe some people won't survive this, but it doesn't, I mean, you can survive it. I know that we have mm-hmm. a lot of new agents. And so I've been thinking a lot about that. I don't know how it plays into this topic, but just that we have agents who are just getting their license or that are brand new. And I know that this probably feels super overwhelming, but I think what I would like to point out is it feels super overwhelming in perfect circumstances. Like it's not an easy career to just jump into, but just keep going. Like you just have to keep swimming. You will get somewhere if you keep going. You just can't give up. I think that's really super important. Agreed. Are you ready for the toast? Do you have any parting thoughts? Mm, I think I'm ready for our toast. Okay. I think it's good. Everyone go do a mid-year check-in. Okay. So, oh gosh. Okay. I wonder where she is. Kisa. And I don't know where Kisa is, but she was going to toast to someone that we've already toasted to. And I said, you know what? Tell me what your win is. And she said, she is about to hit her first million dollar year. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. It's a big deal. So I said, what do you mean? That's amazing. Let's toast to you. So Kisa, we are toasting to you. You have hit your first million dollar year, even amidst the COVID craziness. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. I know. Isn't that fun? So cheers. Cheers to Kisa. Love it. All right. Bye, friends. I think that's all for today. See you next week. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.